Welcome to another episode of He's Not Done Yet. We are so delighted that you're here with us today. You know, He's Not Done Yet is a radio ministry that goes out every Sunday. It goes out on Victory Radio Station 100.9, 95.3, and 1530 a.m. on every Sunday. And then it goes out on Tuesday evening on Faith Talk at 95.5, and then they replay it again on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We'd love for you to tune in. You can also uh, catch us on uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, YouTube, and all the media outlets. We'd love for you to tune in. You can uh, also go to he's not done yet.com. He's not done yet.com. Feel free to reach out to me. You can call me at 501 339 8017. That's 339 8017. And we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to invite you to the First Pentecostal Church. We have church on Sunday morning at 1030, and uh, we're back on Sunday evening. Now, if you go to a church that only has one service on Sunday, we would love for you to come to attend on Sunday night at 7. We'd love to have you as well as you could come on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. That's our midweek service. We'd love for y'all to join us, and uh, we'd love to have you. Well, today's scripture comes from Luke 6 and 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that ye met, with with it shall be measured to you again. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I praise you today, God. I'm so honored, Lord, that you're here, God. We thank you for it, Lord, and we love you. Yes, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Oh, yes, Lord. Well, today is a very special day, but first I want to tell you, don't touch that dial. You know, listen to the music, but promise you we want you to come back in and tune in with us we have a very special guest
together with us right here. Come on, we owe him this praise on tonight. He woke me up this morning and brought me here tonight. I'm going to give him this praise. Support and break every chain. Now all of my feet, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, we'll dance out in faith. I will crush this support and break every chain. Now all of my feet, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory d
And uh, today's special guest is somebody that uh, is my hero, somebody that I look up to, that I love dearly. Um, you know, uh, Sister Clifton, we are so honored that you're you're here and you would take your time to come and share what you have for us today. And we, we love you and we, we just uh, want you to come in and obey the Holy Ghost today. Thank you, Brother McDougall. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I've had some pretty heavy hitters on here, so I feel like I'm in with a good group. I uh, was honored and was going to tell you, you stole my line. I was going to say, Brother McDougall, you're my hero. Oh. Because when I think about where uh, every day today, all day in this last week, every time I've tried to start praying about what the Lord would have me say and how, what the Lord would bless someone with, the song has come to my mind when I look at what the Lord has done and where he's brought me from and what he's given me. And I think about all the victories and just got to praise him. Yes. You know, and uh, so we got a lot of praise in our heart oh, for God. Thank when you you've Lord. been delivered out of this world, it's uh, it's an amazing, amazing testimony. And I'm not a preacher, so I'm not going to try to preach. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to quote scripture to you. I'm just going to tell you what the Lord did for me. And uh, I was thinking about how God can just, he can make a complete circle. And that's what he did in my life. Uh, I was raised up, uh, might say, grew up in the cotton patch because my dad uh, raised cotton and hauled people in to pick in England, Arkansas. And uh, at that time, they, um, the bow weevils hit. And so the crop was ruined. And so that's when we moved into town. Well, my mom and dad at this time started uh, going to the run-in camp meeting uh, that year, and I remember them. I don't specifically remember them because I was too young, but I remember the stories, and I can remember waking up under a pew and people shouting around me, but Brother A.O. Holmes baptized my mom and dad uh, back, way back, <laughs> in the uh, late 40s, early 50s. And then my family ended up several moves, and we moved to California. Well, consequently and sadly, there was no good church there, one God apostolic tongue-talking church. And uh, so my family kind of fell out of church, and that was, that was hard years right there for me because, well, all, I know that all the different age groups are important time, but right there of 10 and right in there is very crucial. Well, the one thing that God did for me was he had my uncle come by more regular than he ever did. And my dad's brother was a Pentecostal evangelist. And that was my tie. He would, he would sit down with me with the Bible. He would explain things to me. And I had a hunger for it. And I was thankful that I did. But, you know, you never know where life is going to lead you. And so there in California, I, I went to school there. Got married too young and had children too young there, but I'm happy about it now. Uh, moved back to Arkansas after my dad had a heart attack and had moved back. And came back and met a man that also had a Pentecostal background, which I didn't know and he didn't know I did. But uh, our lives joined. We had a great time going to church with his mother 
who raised him up in the Pentecostal church under Brother A.O. Holmes when they were on Second and Buckeye. So you can see this circle closing in on me, right, Brother McDougall? Well, when we started going to church, we would pick up his mother only on Mother's Day and Easter. Uh, Sister Jean McPherson, that's my, my husband's cousin, she always called to invite us to the attendance drives. And so we would go for her. And we would always feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I can remember my husband saying he would just hold on to the back of the pew. And, and we'd cry and feel the Spirit and leave. And one day as we were walking out, uh, Brother Strasner walked up to my husband and said, Brother Clifton, the Lord told me to tell you that y'all are just too good a people to let the devil be beating you up like this. And it just really, you know, you're, you're crying. But then you get away, and it's like you can push that away, and you get back to life as usual as you know it. Well, we had a salvage yard in Rose City. Um, clients, you know, come in. They're, not, they're mostly men. There's a lot of language. There's a... There's just a lot that goes on around any time. It's an all-man thing, and it's not Christian-oriented. You know what I'm saying? But I lived through that, and a couple of funny stories I wanted to tell you about how people think when they see you, and you, and you really shouldn't. But, you know, you look at some people sometime, and you think, they don't want the Holy Ghost, you know. And I remember Sister McNair after we got in church, she told me, said, my son came by there after parts one day, and he came to me, and he said, Mama, you need to just stop praying for the Cliftons. There's no way they want in church. If you saw how tight she wears her blue jeans, you'd know she didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> so she said, see there, Sister Clifton, I kept on praying anyway, and he was wrong. <laughs> so that was one funny thing that happened. Another funny thing, you know we just lost our sweet sister, Patsy Graves. She was a sweetheart, and she came into the shop one day. And I didn't realize it at the time. She told me this years later after we got in church. She said, uh, Sister Clifton, I had some problems on a title, and uh, Brother Holmes told me, said, go down there to Clifton Auto Parts and ask for Norman Clifton, and he'll look at it and take care of you. Well, we weren't in church at the time, and I didn't know her. I just, you know, I know Pentecost. And so she comes in, and she said, I came in the door, and you came around the corner, and you said, uh, may I help you? And I said, yes, uh, I'd like to see Norman Clifton. And she said, you went back and got him, and when he came around the corner, he was so good looking, I forgot what I came for. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of sweet people in church. And But before she left there, she said, but I, want, but I was sure to tell you that I was praying for y'all. <laughs> so the Addies, they, they rented from us property down the street. God just sent people all the way around us. But the most amazing thing to me, uh, Brother McDougal is we always went to um, a little prayer meeting that Papa would have, that's Norman's father, at his house. And there was a little, uh, like I guess, Assembly of God group that used to come there and pray. 
with his mother, who was a shut-in. She had Parkinson's. And so we had been out. This was New Year's Day. And funny, you said, I'm going to be the first speaker after the New Year. And it reminded me of that I'm a New Year baby, really. I got the Holy Ghost right after the first of the year. We went there, but when we got up that morning, I was kind of aggravated at my husband, you know, the night before was New Year's Eve. And I said, what are you going to wear? And he said, where? And I said, to Papa's for the prayer meeting. And he said, oh, I think I'll just wear um, kick rounds, you know. We'll probably come back by later and watch the game. And uh, so he, he had his day all lined up, but God had a different plan. And uh, his standard answer, and I guess mine, is when someone would say to us, you know, we're praying for you, and we say, well, just just pray that God will let us in before it's too late. Well, as it happened, what they would do at their prayer meeting, they would go around in a circle in the chairs, and they would uh, stand up and say whatever their prayer was for. Well, it got to my husband. And he stood up to say his standard answer. Y'all just pray that the Lord will let me. But he never got to finish. The power of the Lord hit him, and he hit the floor. And uh, he didn't realize that it hit me at the same time. But we prayed for quite a while. And uh, as we, as he came, got up, he said, then I realized you were in, in the chair bowed down praying. And so his aunt Goldie went to church there so she called brother Holmes and told him the Cliftons are praying so before we could get home brother Holmes called uh, we've heard the good news and we just want to invite y'all to come to church uh, brother Holmes well, we're having church. we're having church tonight <laughs> <laughs> so we were ready <laughs> right. so we went to church that night and I, I think we went to church every night well, that was, like I said, January 1st, 1990. This year will be 34 years. Wonderful life, wonderful life, Brother McDougal. And uh, so on the 7th of January, on a Sunday night, on a very special day, which happened to be Sister Jan Holmes's birthday that I got the Holy Ghost. And uh, so it, it, was, it was wonderful. It was everything I ever heard and everything. I had every feeling you can imagine, every emotion. <laughs> oh, tears and repentance. Oh, so sweet. But my husband didn't get the Holy Ghost until a week later. So I always tell him, you had more to be forgiven than I did. So you just <laughs> took you long. So, but his friends told him uh, we were going to get baptized that night. And his friends told him, said, um, if you're going to baptize Norman Clifton, you better dip him twice because he's going to need a double dip. But Brother McDougal, from that day to this, we haven't looked back. Mm. We haven't had a day of regret. We haven't been sorry for the Lord has done so many things. He's restored so many. Look at what he's done for our daughter, Sister Candy. You know, I, I still want to say Sister Candy Clifton, but I'll say Sister Candy Holmes. She's now principal at the elementary school. My granddaughter, her daughter, teaching first grade. Uh, our grandson, Sterling, who he's working with us in the business. Our son, um, 
Bobby and my daughter-in-law, Jennifer, they work with us in the business. At one time, all of our grandchildren, our children, have worked in the business, depending on where we were at the time, the salvage yard and all that. We have uh, two that are backslidden in our family, but God's going to bring them around. And we have one that is a really good Baptist boy, would do anything in the world for anybody, and he thinks that's all it takes, but I'm praying different. <laughs> so we'll just see what the Lord feels about that. But uh, we got in church and uh, as the, just loving it. Oh, making so many new friends and everybody was so good to us. Brother Holmes told me later, said, I was wondering how in the world I was going to get all that jewelry off of y'all. My husband, he, he always had jewelry made for me. He would, uh, there was a, a jewelry store in Little Rock, and I teasingly would say I had jewelry to match every outfit, and that's probably not real short of a, of a falsehood, but uh, I had a lot, and I had it on every finger, and my husband had a big mason ring, it had a big diamond in it, and he just wore a necklace, but one night we came to the prayer meeting before service, and if I'm taking too much time, please tell me. Um, we came early uh, for prayer, and at that time at the church at um, 52nd Place, number one, 52nd Place, my old landmark, and we had prayer rooms separated. The men were one, the women were the other. And when I came out of the prayer room, my husband looked at me and said, where is your jewelry? And I said, it's in my purse. <laughs> and he said, he went, mine too. He said, what happened? I said, I just couldn't feel right praying with that jewelry on. And he said, well, I raised my hand to pray, and all I could see was that ring. And I said, i got to get past that and get to God. So he said, I just pulled it off and put it in my pocket. Well, Brother Holmes was thrilled to death. <laughs> God took care of it. He didn't have to say a word. We had uh, so many wonderful people gather around us and just love us. And um, I guess to this day, my two loyal friends, I'll call their name, Carolyn Smith and Margaret Eccles. When you have loyal friends, they're so different. You have acquaintances. You have friends. You have loyal friends. Um, I'll, I'll I called her name to tell you this story because, you know, when you get in church and you're trying to do right, the devil's going to come. He's going to come. You know, the Bible said offenses will come. Yes. Don't say when they come. said they will come. Well, mine came. And uh, I'm just telling you how the Lord took care of it for me. It was so precious. Um, I had so many friends in the world, and they just didn't understand what we were doing. But... We'd invite them to church. You know, they didn't want to come. But my friends were, you know, different friends, drinking friends, uh, hangout friends, uh, gambling friends, just whatever. You know, in the world, you did what the world did. Right. And God delivered us from all that, and we, we, never, we never missed it. We never looked back. But I got really close with someone at the church right away and 
I didn't know at the time because I didn't know anybody. Norman knew most of these people because he was raised here and I was raised in California. And uh, word was coming back to me of different things that were being said and falsehoods. And I come to realize that it was this person. And I was so hurt and betrayed. And, and the devil began to attack my mind saying things like, you know, you had better friends than this in the world. You don't need this. And I went to Carolyn Smith, and I said, I, I need to talk to you. So we went outside in my car, and I cried through the whole service, telling her what was going on. And <laughs> I'll never forget. She patted my hand, and she said, Shirley, God really loves you. And I said, what? And she said, I did, this is why I didn't expect. And uh, I said, what are you talking about? She said, because he has taken you aside to teach you how to love the unlovable like he had to do. Ooh. And it smote me. <laughs> and I, I went back inside and I told the Lord, thank you for the lesson. And I just, I learned a great lesson from that and and, you know, it stuck with me through the times. And and I tell everybody now, they say, well, um, they'll say something. Well, so-and-so offended me. I said, well, you're going to have to go a long way to offend me because <laughs> I'm not going to be easily offended. I'm just, I love everybody. And I'm just like Brother Holmes said, I just feel like everybody loves me. So we uh, come to church and we're happy about it. We can't wait to get there. I got a lot to be thankful for. Our business turned around. It expanded. It grew. It multiplied. It grew. It multiplied. It was like, oh, man, what, what, what is he going to do next? You know, he's just pouring it on us. And uh, we, we just, I've said this before in another speech. I'll say it again. We just want to help build the kingdom of God. We want to say, hey, we were helpful in getting to go across the street. We were helpful in getting to where we are now, and we want to do our part. At one of the uh, business talks, I said, we probably won't live to go across the street, but y'all will. And oh, they, no, no, no. I said, okay, okay, they're not going to have it. Okay, we're going to be the first ones in the door. How about that? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we just want to help the kingdom of God, Brother Billy. But my full circle is this. My family was baptized by Brother A.O. Holmes. I never met him. I just remember because I was a kid. We moved to California away from church. I come back to meet a guy that was Pentecost, that I was Pentecost, but we were both in the world. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we get baptized by the son of the man that baptized my parents. Mm. So God brought me full circle all the way back from California, not only to a Pentecost church, but to the Pentecostal right. church. Right. <laughs> because this is the church. And I'll just say this to the people out there listening. If you haven't been to a Pentecostal church or you have been to a Pentecostal church, come on to the Pentecostal church. And we are having our, our uh, concert on the night of the 17th at 7 o'clock. 
at our church. I'd like to invite everybody to that. Ask them to come and uh, enjoy our great music, worship. You know, you can't help but worship when you walk in our door. You can feel the presence when you come in. You, you know, we've got a little kiosk, you know, Brother Billy, I know, because I see your name rolling on the screen up there when I come in. But it, it, at first I kind of thought, oh, I, I feel funny about signing in to pray. But, you know, when they call off those numbers and people can hear that's listening of how the people here at FPC in North Rock are praying, not just coming in to pray for us, but praying for families and, and praying for the churches and praying for the missionaries and all the outreaches that we have. And, oh, we have so many good outreaches and so many good people in our church. I, I had so many things written down that I wanted to say, but I don't know that I've even touched base on any of them. But I did uh, tell a good bit of how I started, where I ended up there, I wanted to tell about Brother Strachner. Uh, I did want to say, these are side benefits from God. He'll do things for you that you you know you didn't even think about. When we first started church, I love having a purse that matches my shoes. I mean, women are different than men, right? Uh, so I was changing purses a lot, and I was on a medication for migraine headaches that what that you took if you felt a migraine coming on and I had horrible migraine headaches I mean I had them all the time and if I got one I would just go completely blind I had to be where I could lay down and just be in a dark room and not stand hear anyone speak well one day I was headed to work and I was on the freeway and uh I started feeling this, and I'm a water drinker, so I keep water in my car. So I pulled over, and I started filling in my purse for my pills. They weren't there. I had changed purses. So what do we do when we're in trouble? We call on Jesus. So I said, now, Jesus, you know where I am, and you know what's going to happen. So if you don't help me, I don't know how I'm even going to get off of this freeway because I'm going to be blind as a bat, and you know it, and I know it. And at that moment, not later, right then, it went away. From that day to this day, I have never had another migraine headache. Hallelujah. <laughs> Isn't Thank that you, wonderful? Jesus. That I mean, awesome. if that's all he ever did for me, that would be enough, wouldn't it? And one other time I have to share with you, uh, I... I never really hardly had too many health issues, um, but I did have a back injury, and I think that was probably from when I was uh, divorced and raising my children by myself. I did lots of things with my kids. Um, I regret that I didn't take them to church more, but I did take them, teach them how to ride a skateboard, and I took them to the park, and I taught them how to ride motorcycles, and if you have a wreck, you get up and get back on <laughs> talking about ride horses and uh, you know just a, a lot of, of of home stuff that we shared together but uh, my son used to say we were the only people in the neighborhood that the kids would knock on the door and say can your mother come out and play <laughs> because I'd go throw the football and 
play with them because all our kids played sports. And uh, so I was raised up in a sports family and mostly baseball, softball. But uh, my kids had a, I think they had a pretty good raising, but, you know, they didn't always have it easy. God brought me so far. He brought me so far, Brother Billy. During that time, my dad had had a heart attack. And uh, a few years later, I lost him at age 61. But he he always made good money. And he he when he retired because of his heart, he had to be on disability. And it really cut into his pay. It just, he it broke his heart that he couldn't help his kids like he had. And, and I was going through a divorce at this time, and he wanted to help me, but he couldn't. And I uh, got my car uh, uh, taken away by my ex. And so I had to have a car to get to work because I was walking my kids to school and then walking another mile to go to, to work and then walking a mile back to get my kids from school and walking home. And so I found a car, and uh, I realized later, you know, God had to send me this car because there was no other way I could afford this car. I paid $50 every two weeks on this car. My closest relative at the time was my brother in Memphis, and I got to wanting to go see him. And from Memphis back, I put in eight quarts of oil in my hundred dollar a month <laughs> car but god got me there and back and brother billy you know when you can go from driving a hundred dollar a month car to god has blessed your business beyond anything you can believe and he's just been so good to you and blessings and healings and with your children and your children's children all those that are far off. <laughs> so I'm just so thankful to be able to come here today and tell you of the goodness of God because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, yeah. hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for saving me. So um, that's my testimony. I've been here be 34 years in January, and uh, I am looking forward to 34 more. Lord yes, willing. praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Clifton. I'm telling you, hadn't y'all been blessed? That sounds like victory to me. I'm telling you what. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you, Lord. for it, God. Hallelujah. We love you. you up today, God. We give you all the praise and glory, God. You are so thank you for it, Lord. Yes, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for it today. We're going to, oh, thank you, Lord. We're going to ask our pastor to come in and sing a song called Word. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my 